Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, Ryan Sprague here, and I want to wish everyone a very happy World UFO Day. To help celebrate, head on over to the E1 Instagram account right now and be sure to take the UFO or RFO quiz. And when you're done, make sure to post your results on the Somewhere in the Skies Facebook group. Again, that's on Instagram, at E1 Podcasts. E-O-N-E Podcasts. Good luck. And also to help celebrate World UFO Day, we're bringing you today Witness Accounts, Volume 3 jam-packed with stories from all over the world of those who've experienced the UFO phenomenon. I hope you enjoy. This is Somewhere in the Skies with Ryan Sprague. in the Adirondack Park of northern New York. It's kind of a quiet, picturesque kind of place. Uh, If there's one town that stands out just by reputation, it's Lake Placid, just because it was the site of the Miracle on Ice in 1980. Other than that, the area is kind of unremarkable. It's, It's beautiful in its landscape. You're surrounded by mountains, you're surrounded by trees, and it's a a lot of beauty to take in, really. Um, And where I live, it's a very dark and secluded place. It's a town of about 5,000 people. And we have an observatory. There isn't a, a ton of light pollution up here. But when I moved to the town I live in now, which was about almost nine years ago, uh, strange things started to happen. For for about four years, you could see this object in the sky at night. I don't know what it was. I know it wasn't a satellite, and I know it wasn't a plane. But nearly every night, you could see this red or white light in the sky flying usually lower than what an airplane would. It made no sound. It would just fly in this slow manner over the town. And if you talk to people around town, they would tell you that they had seen it, that they didn't really think much of it. Um, Some friends, I remember, took Snapchats and were like, oh, hey, look, it's a UFO. And that's kind of how many of them look at it, and that's how I look at it. I don't know what it was. 
but I do believe that I actually saw this during the day. Three years ago, in June of 2015, I was at work, and it was about 10, 10.30 in the morning, and a friend had come down to grab me to go out for a break. It was stuffy. I do the laundry at a medium-sized nursing home. So in the room where I am, it's really stuffy, like, all the time. At first, I turned him down for it. I had a lot of work to do at the time, and I didn't see the point. But he kind of just kept relenting. He was like, dude, just come on outside. You know, it'll be fine. So I relented, and we went outside. Uh, And where we take our breaks, it's technically off the property because... As a nursing home, it's uh, under, like, hospital rules, so you can't smoke on the property. So we're standing on this corner, and there's a house adjacent to us. We're just talking, you know, shooting the breeze and all that good stuff. Uh, We always just talked about, you know, music or whatever was happening in our lives or whatever. And all of a sudden, I just looked up. And the sky was, it was bright blue that day. I, you know, remember it clearly. There was no clouds in the sky, but there was this really strange object. If I had to describe it, it would be as if you took an egg, turned it on its side, blew it up like 300 times the size of what a normal egg would be you threw it up in the air and you somehow got it to stick and fly there that's literally what it looked like it had a white color to it it wasn't reflective at all and it was moving parallel to where we were standing and it was moving in that slow pace that that object we've been seeing for years and years was moving And we both looked up at it, and we just stood there. That was the odd thing. We didn't jump around proclaiming, Hey, look at this UFO. Hey, everybody, get a a look at this UFO. That's not what happened. We just stood there, and we watched it. It was, like I said, moving in that slow pace, parallel to where we were standing. It didn't seem like it was at a high elevation, but I really couldn't be too sure. Um, It kind of looked... It was large. It was really large, whatever it was. And we just didn't want to take a picture of it. And I can't wrap my head around that to this day. Why didn't we want to take a picture of this? Was it doing something to us that made us calm, that made us not even think about taking a picture. We had phones on us. We both had phones on us. And yet... And yet none of us took a picture. It was so weird. And I still ruminate on this... On it this... You know, today. As the object was moving closer to where we were... All of a sudden it stopped in the middle of the air... It turned a full 90 degrees, and then it started flying away from us at that same slow pace that it had been moving at. 
whatever it was, it was it was kind of nonchalant. It did what it wanted to do. And to this day, I don't know how to describe this experience. I haven't talked to my friend in a long time, but I've always wanted to kind of get in touch with him again and talk about this. You have one of the most incredible experiences of your life, and yet you don't want to document it. Why? Is, is there something deeper to that? Is there something deeper to this experience that I don't get? Uh, but that sighting has had a lasting impact on me. I read UFO books all the time. I have a UFO podcast. I think about UFOs and what they are and why are they here? Why do people see them? I think about this stuff all the time. All because some egg-shaped object was in the sky this one day and I happened to see it. And I think another interesting aspect to this is that one of the cases that has always fascinated me is Lonnie Zamora's sighting. It's kind of how I started looking into this stuff. And he reported seeing an egg-shaped object. And I reported seeing an egg-shaped object. We both reported egg-shaped objects. And in kind of a way, it's a connection to him and his sighting. The sighting that has had such a lasting impact on me. So, that's my UFO sighting. This has been about 10 years ago. Not far from where I used to live. I was going down this. It's a long road. A long winding road. And the guy that I used to live with for 9 years, I was following him. It was, it was, it was night, okay? I was following him. He was in front of me. We're on the same road. And then we come up to this place. And it's like, it's like a pond on the right. I've been going down this road since I was a teenager, okay? So I was a kid. But on the right, there's this pond, and there's some houses that surround it. And it's kind of wooded. But you can see the pond. And I was driving up through there. It's like a clearing. And I see this triangle of lights. It looked like, I, I was like, what is that? Is that a plane? But it was right above the trees. And I was like, what is it? And it was just like, it wasn't, it was moving real slow. Like, super slow. Like, And I'm like, what? is that <laughs> and it was like these lights were like going around it and it was like an it, it looked triangular to me and i'm looking i'm thinking uh why doesn't this guy see you know i'm like you know i'm like he takes he's still going normal and i, I pull over at a church because i roll my window down and i'm like why don't i hear anything you know if a plane's that close you're gonna hear it okay it was right above the trees and i'm looking up there you know then i got out of my car and i was looking at it and i'm like how did he not stop and see, that thing is it uh, maybe everyone can't see them maybe just certain people can see them maybe they're just not i don't know maybe i don't know why he didn't see that or maybe he just stupid didn't see it but um i jumped back in my car and i thought oh, oh you know you hear about people being abducted and stuff i'm like this is weird i'm leaving and i when i got found when we finally got home he was there i said did you not see that thing how could you not see that he didn't see it he did not even see it. I'm like, uh, it's, I'm not seeing things. It's right there. Uh, it was very big, and um, it was pretty big. It's probably big as a house. The 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 width of it. 
I couldn't see the top. I just saw the bottom part of it. There's like a black thing with these um, different colored lights going around it. So that's my UFO story. (laughs) Take it any way you want to. That's what I saw. I'm not making this up. This really happened. Um, I don't know. Could it have been like a like a hot air balloon or could it have been one of those drone things i don't know but it was so big i really thought it was a plane but it um it was right above the trees and that's not too far up and it's gonna make an no 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 noise at all so um that's it y'all my name is uh joseph Corey. i am uh 49 years old I'm about to tell you a story that happened to me when I was 22 years old. At the time, I was living overseas in um, Sydney, Australia. I married very young. We had our very first born, and we had moved out on our own after living with my wife's parents for at least a couple of years. So we moved out on our own, and we got ourselves an apartment, which wasn't really that far away from my work, about a 15-minute drive in Sydney. This one evening, like any other evening, we would, I would get up early because I worked a night shift at a gas station, very similar to like uh, a fast track in, in, the, in the States. And my shift used to start at 10 o'clock in the evening till 8 o'clock in the morning. So I would get up early, have something to eat, and then my wife would pack me some food to take with me to work in case I want to have something to snack on through the, through the night. Well, I left the apartment that evening after saying my goodbyes and grabbed my lunch and started my vehicle. And uh, I started heading to work. I was probably into my drive, maybe about seven, eight minutes into my drive. I'd come to a, a light, which, you know, I had to come to a complete stop. Uh, a very like a like a cross intersection highway, and uh, as I'm looking, waiting for the lights to change at a distance, I noticed something that was moving to my right above the highway bridge that I've got to travel over, and I noticed that um, am I the only person seeing this? Like like nobody else had would notice it. I I noticed the whole thing that it was happening right in front of my own eyes, that there was something moving above the traffic. And it was illuminating some really weird, strange-looking lights. The more I looked at it, the more curious I became. Like, this is, this is really weird. Like, how could this be? Whatever, what is it? I don't hear a sound. I don't hear anything. My window was down. I don't hear anything. It's not a helicopter. It's not an airplane. What is it? So as the light changed, I started going through the gears like a maniac, trying to speed up to catch up with it as it's passing over the the bridge, which it's kind of almost veering to my left, heading in the direction to where I work at the service station. Well, I got up there and it already passed. I couldn't see it anymore. This had happened probably between 9.30, 9.45 in the evening. Anyhow, I got into the area and I got up ahead of it as fast as I can. And I come to a stop to see if whether it passed me or did I get ahead of it. So I stopped the vehicle and I stood in the street looking around. And as I'm looking around, there it was. Now it's coming right towards me. If anything, it really scared the heck out of me. So I stood by the telephone pole staring at it. 
and it was as high as the treetops above the telephone pole as well like in line maybe a couple feet maybe 20 feet above the treetops so I estimate probably about 125-150 feet in the air no sound okay I'm very mechanically inclined I didn't hear any sound nothing all I could see was lights emanating from underneath this this vessel confused and scared I made the sign of the cross I even pinched myself am I really seeing what I'm seeing but still again confused I didn't know what it was now it it kept moving as I kept staring at it it started to make my eyes water because I'm more curious and more curious to know what it is so then as it passed me it was heading in the direction so I figured heading in the direction to where I work so I figured if I hopped in the car and got there real quick, maybe I can get somebody else to see it, like one of my workers. I get there and my fellow worker was outside taking meter readings at the pumps. I drove in like a maniac, car running, open door, jumped out. I said, you got to see this. And the guy's name at the time was Robin. What are you doing? Whoa, what are you doing? I said, listen, you got to come and look at this. Something, I don't know what it is, but it's going to come right over us. So I pulled him away from the, the awning of the hangar of the, where, the, where the pumps are. And, you know, right in front of us there, there's a highway that cars are going back and forth. I told him, keep looking up. It's got to come this way. He said, what am I looking for? I said, look up. It's going to have to come this way. And before you know it, it was like right over our head. We're both standing there in shock. He's like, what the heck is it? These lights that were eliminating out of the underneath belly of this vessel were like rainbow colors coming out. Like, like if you took a cone... The, uh, the cones that they put on the street and you shoved them into something and now at the base of them these rainbow colors were coming out there was three of them on this vessel and it was just moving real slow like with the wind as if as if it was just gliding with the wind not a sound and then it disappeared into the darkness towards the city between two buildings above the buildings just right through there and that was the end of it I never believed in anything like this UFOs or when this happened, it really woke me up. It, like, it really changed my whole life. If anybody was skeptic about this, it would be me. If anybody brought anything up about this kind of thing back then, I would tell them you're crazy. It's not true. It's evil. It's you can't believe in anything like that. There's only us on this in this world in this universe, and that's it. But when this happened to me, that is something I'll never forget. It was just something very unbelievable I've been living with this for the longest time I've told a few people about it over the years but it's something I'll never forget so I tell my cousin about it and he thought I was crazy later that morning there was a, a newscast on the radio I was putting things away in the gas station mopping up, cleaning up getting ready to leave in a couple hours so I've got to give the shift to the next person You know, pretty much organized in there and I had told my cousin about it earlier that night, and he, like I said, he said I was nuts. Well, the news newscast at 6 o'clock in the morning stated that they had several hundred sightings that evening over Sydney, Australia, where police, you know, uh, people from hospitals, all walks of life reporting that there was a UFO sighting in Sydney. And right there, it confirmed everything to my cousin, and he believed every word I said after that. And me, it made a believer out of me and changed my whole life. Thank you. 
I wanted to share with you my um, experience, my encounter with an UFO as I was a kid. Um, I was maybe between 9 and 12 years old and I was with my parents um, at vacation at the Adriatic Sea in um, Croatia on the island Rap in town Rap. You can Google it and see where that is and you can also see how beautiful this place, this old town is. It was uh, around 92, 94. I don't know the exact time because I was there with my parents like five, six times on vacation. So I don't exactly know which time it was. It was just once and I never... At the beginning, after the encounter, I didn't share it right then. I was pretty young and, and nobody saw it next to me. I was the only one looking up and uh, the whole encounter went like between seven and nine seconds. After that, I looked down and nobody shared the, the sight. I, I, I was witness. It was uh, evening and we just had dinner in the restaurant and uh, I finished my meal and I looked up and in this moment, I something something flew from the right side into my into my view into my sight and it was so fast that i didn't even um, see it moving it was just so fast i had the feeling it came from the right side it came from the right horizon of my sight and uh, it stopped immediately it was like zzzz, and then it, it started to make a zigzag pattern. It had made a zigzag up and down and somewhere. And then again, it, uh, it was so fast um, going out of my sight on the left side that I didn't, could, I could not follow it to the left. It was just the, the feeling, you know, that your eye can better um, register, register movements than, uh, than colors. It was so fast, I just felt it went left. But it stopped immediately from the encounter and then made a zigzag pattern with uh, angles of, of 30, uh, lower than 45 degrees it was it was just the maneuvers this this uh, this thing flew was unbelievable it had this typical you if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers with juvederm volbella xc and juvederm ultra xc your lip look whether it's subtle or bold can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at juvederm.com today that's j-u-v-e-d-e-r-m.com add fullness to lips and adults over 21 with juvederm volbella xc or juvederm ultra xc do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Full shape. It was burning orange, red, uh, yellow light, and um, even it, maybe it was a natural phenomenon. Anyway, it was uh, breaking some physical rules. It was shattering what we knew. What I then didn't knew. I saw something breaking Newton's laws, breaking gra- the laws of of gravity by an object just uh, flying angles of 30 degrees making a zigzag pattern in the sky in an unbelievable speed so the question is how could anything fly like that anything that has a mass and you move it in some speed you do not even can make a 90 degree angle not speaking of uh, a 30 degree angle of a zigzag pattern in this speed unbelievable and the second question is uh, with what was it fueled what energy source was it what got it moving so fast and it stopped you remember it stopped and then flew again these unbelievable speeds because of this experience I still are waiting for things like anti-gravity technology and I also wait like for uh, zero point energy now of course I didn't knew that before and I'm not uh, saying like it's for sure that this exists I just have can now put it different in consideration than because I'm also a critical mind uh, as somebody that didn't didn't make this experience this encounter I understand that he said Mario I I studied physics and I, I cannot believe what you are saying. Maybe you were hallucinating or um, it is some other, other phenomenon one uh, you can explain on a different way. We just don't know it now. It was as clear as when you see a bird flying in front of my eyes. It was, it was burning orange, red, yellow light and it flew with an unbelievable velocity, with an unbelievable speed and made maneuvers you cannot explain in a zigzag pattern and the whole encounter was like uh, nine seconds long how would you travel when you have anti-gravity and multi-dimensional traveling and um, zero-point energy or something like that what that will mean for our travel it will be something totally different you cannot uh, think um, aligned with what we know with our rocket fuel this is amazing, amazing thought. Imagine one day, not just to be able to see beauty like beauty from our nature here, to also one day see a totally, totally different world. Of course, I believe in, in uh, existence after 
after the physical death and that we cannot imagine what 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 kind of mesmerizing life is awaiting us there what kind of love peace and whatever awaiting awaiting us but it would be unbelievable if even now as long as i live one day could be taken to another dimension or um, to see the stars on the night of 1997 i believe it was august uh i don't remember the exact date but I do remember it was in August and it was in 1997. Uh, my family was sitting down. It was about 9.30 at night and we were watching uh, one of our favorite movies, which was Clear and Present Danger with, uh, with Harrison Ford. And I remember this like it was yesterday. Now, let me say this. Even if I was a skeptic of UFOs, I probably still would remember this because it stands so clearly out in my mind and it was such a weird feeling uh, that you get. So... I went ahead and uh, was watching this movie with my family. Everybody in the house was in the house watching the movie. It's not like we were separated. Uh, we were all enjoying family time together. Uh, the next thing we knew, the power went out. And this is about 945, almost 10 o'clock at night. And the power completely went out. We're just like, well, what the hell was that? So my dad goes uh, and grabs the flashlight. And he's like, well, I wonder if it's just you know our section of the neighborhood. So we open up the blinds and look out and all of the houses behind us. The only thing that's on is streetlights and streetlights run on a separate grid so that they're on in case of a power outage. Uh, so I was like, well, that's not that big of a deal. So, so maybe somebody hit a power line. So we didn't really think that much of it. And then we went to the back, the front side of the house. This is a, our, our living room actually was butted up towards the back of the house. And so you had to go through the front area, the living area, and through the dining area to get to the front of the house. And uh, we lived really closely to uh, a lake. We lived across the street from a lake. So we had a pretty much no houses in, that had built on the uh, the lakefront. So you could clearly see across the lake. And the house was up high enough where you had a very good vantage point. So uh, looking out, my dad's like, what the hell? Across the lake was completely blacked out. It was blacked out within... And that that's at least a mile across the lake uh, from our house to the, the, the road beyond the lake. So we're looking around and we're just like, it's completely black outside. I mean, there's there's no light except for the streetlights and streetlights out in my area. We're not very there wasn't a whole bunch of them. So it wasn't casting a lot of, you know, excessive like noise pollution uh, or light pollution, I should say. And so uh, my dad's like, well, I'm going to go outside and see if I can hear sirens because maybe maybe somebody hit a power pole or whatever, transformer blue. So we should be able to hear that they're getting ready to show up to clear up the situation. So we step outside and it's just real eerie quiet. There's not really much noise. And th by no means did we live out in the middle of nowhere. This this was a very well populated area. Uh, and so we're just sitting there and then we hear this hum now. I don't know how to explain the hum. The hum is, um, I would consider it like a, mm, but a very, very, very faint hum. It's not real loud. This is not, this is not a sound that you're like, holy shit, I can hear that so well. It's not like that. It's, you you kind of hear it, but you feel the vibration kind of in your body. You can feel it. And I'm like, 
you know, I'm a, I'm a kid. I'm about maybe 13, 14. And I look at my dad. And I'm like, dad, what the hell is that sound? He's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that sound is. And we try to kind of like walk around and like kind of turn our head and stuff. And we're kind of trying to figure out where the hell this sound is coming from. And to the right of us is another house, but it's separated by big giant trees. And it's about 200, 250 yards away from our, this, this is, this was a development, but it was a very slow developing area. So there was a lot of open space and lots and stuff. And this was a really big house, but it was very far away from us. And they had this separating tree line. And at the top of the tree line, you could see that maybe 40 to 50 feet above the tree line, which the trees are probably 40 to 50 feet themselves. So we're talking about maybe 110, 120 feet in the air is this orb. And when I say orb, I don't mean like a light ball. I mean like this shape. And the, the shape that I can explain to you is it was a flat plane with lights that were going synchronously around it. They were constantly you could at the angle that you were at because it was up high you could actually see the lights come from one side then go around the other so it was almost like it was a uh, elliptical shape and that elliptical shape was what really freaked me out i mean if it was just lights up there it would have freaked me out but i was freaked out now just a little bit of backstory on my father my father was in the u.s navy he was a uh a hull tech for the Navy. And so he'd been around a lot of planes, a lot of ships, a lot of in technology. Of course, this is not the same era that he was in the military, but you know, he expects to explain what it is because he knows that military has jets and all this stuff. And we're sitting there and we're just like gawking at this thing and it's not moving. It's just sitting quietly still a uh, very faint hum. Like I said, and the light strobing around it, which really was the big thing for all of us. We're like, holy crap, that's a UFO. Like, and it's not one of those things where you're automatically just going to go, it's a UFO, you know, looking at it and seeing it sit completely still. And the distance that it was from us, there was, my dad's like, that's not a plane. That's not a helicopter. And I said to him, I was like, well, dad, what do you think it is? And he's like, I don't know what it is. He shined his light up and it was too far away to really see anything with the light, but when he shined it up, it was almost like he was like, well, I'll just shine on. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe I shouldn't do that. So he, he shined it directly at it and then moved it away very, very quickly and was like, let's get in the house. It freaked my dad out. And for it to freak my dad out, it freaked me out even more because I was like, well, if dad can't explain it. You know, what the hell is it? And so I, I, I sat there and probably about four hours later, the power came back on. Now, a lot of people are probably going to be like, oh, well, it was just somebody who hit a power line. Well, the problem is, is. I talked to somebody later on down the road and the person had pretty much told me that these grids are set up within blocks and so that the power doesn't go across the board, they're split. So from the lake to us is a power grid and on the other side of the lake is a power grid. So there's no way that it would have knocked all that power in. There's, it's impossible. And I know where the transformer was and I know that a, a single pole getting hit wouldn't have caused it all to go out at the same time. So it was very peculiar. And even the guys that I talked to that were for the power company, uh, this is about two or three years later, I asked him, I said, you guys remember that year? And he's like, yeah, because we couldn't figure out what it was. We don't, we don't know what took the power grid down. We don't know. And we didn't stay outside to figure out what it was. And we didn't stay outside to see how long it lasted for uh, the, the UFO. We don't know how long it stayed there for. So to say that, that the power turned on 
you know, as soon as we went back in the house, that didn't happen. So we don't know how, why the power was going out and we don't know how long it's lasted for as far as the UFO staying there. And I know that there's a couple of people in my neighborhood that actually put reports out because they saw the same thing we did. And we don't, we don't really, it wasn't something that people wanted to talk about because if you're like, eh, just kind of be quiet about it, you know? So a very strange thing. And, and I'd also read and a lot of the research that I'd done about UFOs that a lot of the times they shut the power out. They shut off power grids and they, uh, it's almost like they absorb the, the uh, surrounding power in that area. And so I thought it was very, very bizarre. It was a very interesting day to say the least, uh, a very scary night. And so that's my, that's my little story of, of the interaction that I had and the UFO sighting that I had. And it's not the most glamorous. I didn't get to see a being. I didn't get to see, you know, a crap ton of structure. I just got to pretty much see the lights and it was very dark. Of course, with the power going out, it was even darker, but it was still enough that it sticks out in your mind and you remember that stuff. So my UFO experience was quite different. It was back when um, Freddie Mercury um, had passed away and they were doing that massive uh, tribute to Freddie Mercury uh, in London. Now, the only reason I remember that as a kid was because uh, I, I remember the concert being on my parents' TV. Anyway, so it was that day when it happened. It's kind of weird because it's kind of like... It, 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 it's kind of like a faded memory. I've only got bits of the memory. I haven't got... I don't know if I've got the whole day. I've definitely only got bits of the memory of the nighttime and the evening. So anyway, to cut a long story short, this is as best as I remember it right now. We had a landing in our house where there was a side window where it looked in between two other houses, in a sense, but there were, there were, it, it was looking onto a street, but, you know, if you stared s- straight out, you would see in between two houses. And I, I, don't, I don't know if I remember being caught upstairs or how I saw it, but I remember looking out this window and seeing this silver-shaped disc object just hovering in between the two houses. And it was... It, the, the weirdest thing was, there was no reference for it. Do you know what I mean? There was... There was absolutely nothing to sort of in my brain to be able to work out what the hell that was, except for it did look like a classic UFO saucer shaped object. And what I remember is. Hmm. See, this is where it gets really strange because I just don't remember much, but I remember somehow we were all aghast by looking out the side window when I say we all my family you know they they must have got word of what was going on or you know one had called me up and and all the rest came up to see it I don't know I really don't know but what I do remember is I remember going out the front of my house and there was no one there as in like neighbors which that was not that odd, but there were no cars, there were no birds, there was no sound. That's I remember. I think I remember that. I think I remember that. There was no sound. But yet again, this was years ago, and my memory is quite faded. Do you know what I mean? But I don't think there was. I don't think there was any sound. I'm not too sure which one of my family members was outside with me, outside the front of the house. I, I can't remember. But... Uh, I think I remember 
the object that was in between the houses being almost directly over us at that point. And it was like time had frozen and stood still and it was just me and my family that were observing this thing. The next bit I remember was a bit later on. It was still light and I was out the back garden because someone had shouted us out there and there were all these orbs they seemed to be orbs I don't know what they were lots of them just moving around in the sky again I don't know how long this this went on for I don't know how many of them there were it seemed like many very high up in the sky and it seemed to that memory seemed to go on for a little bit but again I don't know how sequentially this fits into the next part I'm going to tell you because I don't remember how that progressed on. Now, maybe that's just poor memory. Maybe the orbs in the sky were not anything E.T. You know, it could be a number of things. So then this is where it gets weird. The next big memory that I remember is we was all in my bedroom. My family and I were all in my bedroom. Now, I think I'd called them up because this this cigar-shaped object was going past my bedroom window. Huge bloody thing with ultra-weird writing on the side that looked... I don't know. It, it wasn't English. It wasn't... It wasn't, like, even... I don't know what it was. It was these weird symbols on the side. It's almost like it floated past and disappeared. Like it blipped in and it then faded and blipped out. Now again, I'm sure my parents' recollection of that and my sisters and my brother, well one sister and one brother, is different to the way that I'm remembering it. So that memory stayed with us those memories stayed with us for a while but what was really unique was um, the next day there was still my my sister and my mum because I wasn't there said they saw more UFO UFO activity outside uh, our house and the weirdest thing was all these years later and I, I said pretty I can't show you this but my sister's got it she drew a picture and she dated it and it was a f- number of years ago when I asked her to see the picture. This is like 10 years ago I asked her to see the picture. On this picture, as a kid, she drew the UFO that we saw between the two houses. And she dated it. So that's what she saw back as a kid. Now the reason I got her to show me that picture was because back in 2002 or 2003... I can't remember when. I was in Los Angeles. And before I got to Los Angeles, I'd read this book by Dr. Bruce Goldberg called Past Lives, Future Lives. And he's a regression, yeah, regressionist and also progressionist. So he takes people into past lives. He takes people into future lives. Booked an appointment to see him and got a past life regression on that event, on that day. Now, I had a a bit more than that done with him but we're just talking about this right now with him and the difference was when we were all outside seeing the orbs in the sky and then the next most significant memory was myself 
uh, lying naked on this cold table, it felt like. And all these beings around me, like small beings. Uh, and I, and I, I remember being petrified. And then this this taller being came in and, and calmed me down and said, uh, everything's all right, you know, don't panic, don't worry. And I felt very at ease. I, I don't know what they were doing. I, I, I don't know much about what happened except for the next most significant thing was they were telling me that I was always going to be watched and I was one of them and was going to do some important stuff that mattered. And I'm personifying things here. I mean, you know, a lot of people listening to this are going to think, um, well, you know, it's regression. You know, you're just making it up. You want that experience to have happened. And that's exactly how I feel. But like the regressionist said to me, as I got out of the chair, I said, I've just made all that up. And he said to me, yep, that's what they all say. Then in the regression, the next most significant thing was when we saw that cigar-shaped object coming past my window, basically I saw myself being moved into position to stand next to my parents and my brother. They were all paused. They were all, like, frozen. And I was being ushered in to stand next to them and they I think I must have stood still and, and then maybe I froze and from whatever they did to me and the next minute I just we was all back in that memory of we're all in my room and seeing this cigar shape going by but I mean it makes no sense to me what I'm saying except for they put me back there at that moment but then did they? Am I, you know, is, is that, you know, is that something I made up in the regression? I don't know. I don't know why I'm even sharing this story. It's just, I think I've had too many people come to me recently that are pretty serious people and they've seen something and they can't explain it. And there'll be lots of people who have seen something and will never talk about it because, you know, they'll be... Um, they'll feel very stupid to talk about it. I can't really say I feel stupid talking about it. I'm just reporting back what came from the regression. And if I've made it up, well, that's okay. But I don't know. I don't know if I did. But I'm open-minded. But anyway, so there you go. Uh, And there's my story, and I'm glad I've shared it. Somewhere in the Skies is produced by Third Kind Productions in association with the Entertainment One Podcast Network. To learn more, visit entertainmentonepodcast.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 